Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give us their messages of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. Today, I'm going to talk to you about acceptance and how you can have an open mind after my own expectations of an empty nest and new free time were completely squashed and how I've dealt with the change is a more important the emotional roller coaster it's been interesting and i know i can't be alone here with everything that i've been through so enjoy today's episode and get inspired with personal development and of course lots of hope I also hope that you've enjoyed the last few episodes. Andrea Owen, Thanksgiving week, she's Brene Brown trained. And I just, I had a lot of friends text me and call me and say, oh my God, I love that episode. So if you missed that, go back and listen. It's so good. And I love how she talks about that when she's grateful for something, she likes to talk about it right there in the moment. I do my gratitude list every morning. We exchange them. A lot of my friends and I have been doing it for years, but she likes to just be in the moment and say that she's grateful. So it makes me think I'm grateful for those of you who have been listening. Thank you. I've been interviewing the most amazing, amazing people starting in January, and I'm not putting them on right now because they're really, a lot of them are very healthy, and I don't want to shame anybody who's eating and eating whatever you want during the holidays. <laughs> that seriously is why. But one person in particular, she's Ayurvedic trained practitioner, and that's when our mind, body, and soul, when everything's in alignment, then we're healthy, and when one of those is off, then we can be off. And it's a tradition that dates back pre-Chinese medicine and it's very herbal based and it was passed down orally from grandmothers to their daughters to their granddaughters and so on. It's just it's such an interesting episode. But she was talking about how men cycle at a 24-hour clock, but women were on pretty much a 28-day cycle and it's a lunar cycle. Oh, I have it here. And while she's talking about it and she said how to pay attention to the moon cycle and on days when there's a full moon will be full of energy. This is how I was remembering it because when it's a full moon, we're full of energy. When it's a new moon that we're nesting, these are my words so that the mnemonic get it anyway. And so maybe we want to be conscious of it. And I had just bought this book about the moon cycle. So anyway, if you're just listening, I held up, I happen to have a calendar for 2022, just learning this stuff. I love this stuff. So because we don't have the same energy every single day, and she was talking about how it's moon-based and she's an herbalist for years. And, oh, it's so interesting. And I was like, tell me more of this. Tell me more. And she was giving the different characteristics of the different doshas and what to eat, what not to eat. That's why I was not going to put it on during the holidays and not until January. But it was so interesting. And then I got in a whole conversation with my friend about it, because how do we know it's not going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy of, oh, it's a new moon. I have no energy that kind of a thing. But it's such a great episode. And I just love listening to her. She also swims with dolphins in the wild. And she said, no matter how spiritually connected you think you are when you're with them, they're 500 times more spiritually connected. And she was just so interesting. I love listening to her. And any of these remastered best of that I've been putting on, I took out any fluff material and edited them down to just the good parts. So when I was listening to them, I felt like I was listening to them for the first time, especially Rabbi Chase and I put on last week. I just love listening. 
listening to them. Anyway, as far as acceptance and the empty nester and all that, I don't, my kids are coming home from college. My son comes home next week and my daughter after that. I don't feel like I've had any free time at all. I got no extra time. I don't know how anybody else feels about that, but that was my experience. And I'm just curious what other people have experienced because I just had none. And it has to do with my expectations. And and every day as part of my morning routine, I, I always ask the universe to give me an open heart and an open mind. And I try to go with the flow. But this has been a lot the last few months. I mean, I know it's been a lot since COVID. It's been a lot the last couple of years. My kid's dad passed away this uh, last month. I've lost track of time. So I missed the first parents weekend. My son's in Boston. During the funeral, I said, okay, I'll move. I'll move my trip two weeks out. And then a professional said, you know, he may not be doing okay. It's only one in 10. And I've seen that one. He scared the shit out of me. So of course, I immediately fly to Boston, plant myself there. And I'm checking on my son. And I just planted myself there to make sure he's okay. Anyway, he after <laughs> after a certain number of days of me working from there and everything, he's looking at me going, go home. I said, I need to know you're okay. I need to know that anyway. And what 18 year old, no matter what they're going through, wants their mom there. But I ended up staying there eight days. What I noticed with me, by the way, Boston's my new favorite city. And a friend of mine who I really admire, she asked me if I wanted to join this empty nesters group, a group of moms. I didn't know any of them, but I love her so much that anything she's going to invite me to, I'm like, sure, I'm going to go. So I missed that. And she said, oh, you love these other moms too. And it's all professional women. I thought, okay, great. Anyway, I missed that. So I don't know if there's other people experiencing the same thing, but I know her kids are, we're having a hard time. Anyway, so I'm planted in Boston and I'm walking around, you know, taking breaks from leaving my hotel room. And by day five, I'm walking in this city thinking I could be plucked away and nobody would notice if I disappeared. Like that's my old thinking. I couldn't believe I was having those kinds of thoughts that I could just disappear and nobody would notice. And that is really, really old thinking on my part. I thought five days of isolation, that's all it took for me to start thinking that way. And I was there eight days and I was so hyper-conscious of that kind of thinking. And that is isolation for me. It's not true. I mean, I have a very full life, but just because I'm working or making my podcasts and, and things, but that kind of isolation, it's just not good for us. We are not meant to live in isolation. I, and it, it just became so, so clear. Anyway, by day eight, I flew home. And that's what has stayed with me is the fact that I could go to that kind of really, really old thinking that quickly. It's, there's, there's just something really wrong with that. And I'm somebody who meditates and I have community. I have a couple communities and yet I could go there. So what I do is, I mean, clearly I have to accept things I can't change. I can't change the fact their dad died. I was in contact with Scott, my husband, and I talked to him, but I'm still alone in a hotel. It's cold at night. I don't like cold, that's for sure. And, you know, I'm talking to my son constantly and he's dealing with grief. He's dealing with it as an 18-year-old deals with grief. And he's, they're all so cool and so hyper-aware. And, you know, I read a lot. Maybe I read too much. Maybe <laughs> Maybe we all do. I don't have any idea. Kids are having a hard time. They're they're depressed. I just read in today's paper, 25% of them are depressed. Okay, so here's another thing. We have between 50 and 70,000 thoughts a day. So on average, 60,000 thoughts a day. And if we have those same thoughts every single day, what a waste. That's like such a waste to me to have. If, if they're negative thoughts, like I'm mad at this person, I start thinking about 
her every single day. Like that is the biggest waste of those thoughts. And we filter out the thoughts that are important to us. And so if I'm having what I would consider negative thoughts, I don't like to be judge and jury, but if I'm having thoughts I don't want to have, that is just the biggest waste of time if I'm having them every single day. So I need to change my thoughts. So how do I do that? I don't want to just, I can accept and be aware that I'm having them, but I also need to talk about it. I need to talk about it, then I can journal about them, and then I can release them because I do not want to have those kind of negative thoughts every single day. I want to move on. I want, I heard, uh, I think his name is Peter Thiel. He says, ask one great question to go from zero to one. Like say you only had your, think of what your 10-year goal is. What if you only had six months to accomplish it? Then what? How would you do that? That's a great question. That's a whole new thought. That gets my brain going in a whole new way. I don't want to waste my time on like a resentment or something. I'm mad at somebody. Like that's, that's just a waste. So I would much rather process, journal out my whatever's going on and then let it go. There's so many, there's meditations that can be done to get rid of that stuff. I send love when I'm mad at somebody. I just, every time I think about it, I just send them love or send them a white light. There's all kinds of tools for things like that. But when I start thinking about all those thoughts, I don't want to have 60,000 of the exact same thoughts every single day. I decided that a lot of these <laughs> these people that I've been interviewing, it's for me. The deep breaths. Every time I have these thoughts and everything, if it's a trauma, like the deep breathing. So I definitely have been taking deeper breaths and being very conscious of my breath and trying not to have that catastrophic thinking because it does me no good at all. I mean, none. I went to the doctor finally yesterday for the first time since pre-COVID and I have this high blood pressure. I'm thinking, no, okay, that's because I didn't meditate this morning. <laughs> so I made sure to get good sleep last night. Now you, now you can take it. I just can't even imagine. Like me? Anyway, so I'll get good sleep every single night and then do it again. <laughs> armchair quarterbacking for my high blood pressure. So being in acceptance and then feeling my feelings, then having an open heart to do something differently, that's like great. So having people to talk to is such a big piece of this. I don't know how many of you were on or watched a recording of any of our Facebook, they're in the Facebook group of what we've been doing, but there's one on breathing, doing really deep breathing and letting go of anything old that is being stored in our bodies. It's really, really good. You can get rid of anything that you've stored in your body. It's so good. It's in the Facebook group, but there's also one on clearing your chakras, which is really good that Mary did. And if you want to get we're doing one next uh, in a couple of weeks, next week for time management. But there's all kinds of healers and that give us all different modalities to deal with all of these traumas or which may seem like more dramatic of a word than you want to use, but we can deal with all of these issues that we have to let them go and then move on. And a good friend of mine said, you're not really going to talk about all this on your podcast, are you? I said, yes, this is real. This is what's going on. I get scared and I'm not sure what to do. So I turn to others and I ask for help. It's what we do. I also want to have an open mind and be open to suggestions that come along my way. 
how am I going to know that if I don't have an open mind? It's just like, it's everything that I've been learning as I've been interviewing people. It's just so fascinating. It's just rich. It's rich. I get to learn. I, you guys teach me stuff or I get to pass along what I've learned to you. It's it's fun. I, I love all of it. And it's like Jihad Turk, when I interviewed Iman Jihad Turk, he talked about for acceptance. He said a lot of it comes down to the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I thought, wow, who would have thought he knows that? <laughs> and that has to do with acceptance. So I accept that my kids each have their own path and I can help guide them. But at this point, they don't want to hear from me. I'm, I'm told they will again in a few years. <laughs> but right now, yeah, I know nothing still. So, but they're learning as they, they each go along their way. So, and I love them and I miss them. They're in touch a lot, which goes back to the empty nester. They FaceTime me or call me constantly and I am here for them. I am going to take their calls whenever I see it. They lost their dad, so I'm here. And like I said, I'm always gonna take their call. I would even if they didn't lose their dad. So here I am and all this extra time I thought I'd have, yeah, that didn't materialize. I do not feel like an empty nester at all. And Scott lost his mom. He just lost his dad and his grandmother. So there's been a lot of loss and I get to show up for others. That's what I've been taught to do. It's what I do. And, you know, just take a breath, have an open mind and to be in acceptance that this is where I am right now. And nothing is forever. Everything has its season and that I do have community. And just because my head said, if I just was plucked from this life, and disappeared, nobody would notice just because that was a feeling or that's something my head said. It's not true that feelings aren't facts and that all feelings pass. Who knew? <laughs> that's always my biggest revelation. Wow, they, they pass, all of them. The good, the bad, the like they all pass and I get to feel them and another one will come along. <laughs> so I'm really grateful, like I said, for all of you. If there's something in particular that you'd like me to delve into or that you would like a specialist on, <laughs> yeah, we need specialist now, right? Anyway, I love tapping into the inner knowing to really take that breath and take that moment and to know what's the next right indicated action and to pause because I was I was taught when in doubt, do nothing. So if I don't know what the right thing to do is, I just wait. And that's when I ask the universe, okay, give me an open mind here because I'm not sure what to do. And then the right answers come. I've just been shown that again and again and again. So I'm grateful. Like I said, I'm so glad that you're listening. If you're still not sure about the open mind and acceptance, try this. Ask yourself, how can I make this day more magical or this situation? What can I get out of today? Instead of why is this situation happening to me? Know it's happening for your highest good. You will, of course, get through it. Instead of trying to just get through it and endure, think about how you can enjoy it and use it for your highest good. How can you make today magical, this situation and acceptance for your highest good? Today is a magical day. Enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you the messages of acceptance, open-mindedness, and vulnerability. Such great messages to take into your week ahead. Be sure to tune in next week when Ariel Ford reminds us about the importance of relationships. She has such an amazing way with people. You will love this episode. It's definitely an episode not to be missed. It's very fun. Be sure to get on the email list so you don't miss anything and you can be in the know about all of the little things that are happening. And there's some extras too if you're on the email list. If you're enjoying that podcast, tell two of your friends about it. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a positive review, and send us feedback on the website at 52weeksahope.com. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.